Hey, are you a little discouraged by what's happening in the world today? We all need to put down our phones and turn off the news sometimes because it gets us discouraging, doesn't it? But I tell you what, the Bible's full of verses talking about hope for the future. God gives us hope for the future regardless of what's happening in our fallen and broken world today, I promise you. So we're going to read a few of those today. So join me in a few minutes. Hey, before we get started, make sure, regardless of whether you're on YouTube or listen to on the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the channel. You can like this video or this uh, podcast. That'd be great. Make sure you subscribe, though, so you don't miss an episode. Drop a rating and review. That helps as well. I love to see feedback from my audience to see how we're doing over here. So let's read a few Bible verses today about hope for the future because we all need a little bit. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Bible Reading and Coffee Drinking. And we're talking about Bible verses to bring you hope for the future. Right now, I know things are tough. I know things are tight around the, the world, the world, especially here in the United States, but around everywhere. Things are just looking a little bleak. So we probably need to dive into the Bible, read some scriptures. We're going to be in the New Testament and the Old Testament today. So we're a little all over the place. Uh, we're going to read four different chapters uh, four different books of the Bible, 1 Peter, Romans, Lamentations, and Revelation. So we're bouncing around a little bit from New Testament to Old Testament, and uh, I wanted to pick a few verses uh, that we don't normally read, if that makes sense, uh, that weren't uh, kind of common. So I was trying to dig a little bit for today's episode. So let's, uh, let's dive in. We're going to read about uh, how we need to have hope for the future, and who brings that hope for the future? We all, we, we all know who it is. It's Jesus Christ. So let's read about that a little bit, and uh, maybe these things will lift your day up a little bit, and uh, we can put our phones down and turn the news off and, and stay off the internet and uh, just kind of read these verses and uh, be hopeful uh, for what's to come and not uh, so scared of what's to come in this world. So we're going to start in 1 Peter 1, uh, 3 and 4. So uh, this is written by the Apostle Peter. Uh, if you didn't know, it's kind of <laughs> it kind of implied there, and it is on page 1655 of my Bible, so somewhere, you know, halfway, a little past halfway in the New Testament, kind of towards the end. These are the epistles, these are the, the apostles writing some of these letters, and this one is a letter from Peter. So we're going to jump into 1 Peter 1, 3, and 4, uh, hope for eternal life. All right, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus from the dead. Now we live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. Okay, so what, what is Peter talking about here? He's talking about the fact that because of God's mercy, and because we have Jesus Christ, He was raised from the dead, now, because Jesus was raised from the dead, what does that mean to us? It brings us hope for the future. We live with great expectation, and we have a priceless inheritance. I love this back part, which is verse 4, talking about our place in heaven, our place with God the Father. And what does it say? We have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. So if you talk, if you read the what Peter says at the very end, right? Your place in heaven, your place with God is pure and undefiled. It can it's beyond the reach of this broken world and beyond the reach of change and decay. I like how he mentions change and decay. Cuz quite frankly, everything in this world that we live in right now 
changes constantly and decays for that matter, right? Everything. Like if you have anything that you have, time and, and this world will decay it and break it down, including our lives. But everything around us just gets older if we're not tended to, if it's not tended to, right? And everything in heaven, there is no change. There is no decay. It is what it is. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And heaven, our place in heaven, our inheritance is beyond the reach of this fallen world. It's pretty, uh, pretty beautiful and fantastic uh, place to be if you think about that hope for that eternal life that uh, Peter is talking about uh, in 1 Peter. All right, we're going to hop around. We're going to go to Romans 12, 12. On Paul's letters, uh, so just a, a few uh, books back, to be honest with you, uh, of uh, the New Testament. <clears throat> and uh, these are a letter from Paul. Uh, Romans 12, 12. Let me uh, flip back. Da, 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 da. So if you're following along, I appreciate it. Uh, page 1501 in my Bible, which you can get with the comments on the uh, podcast and YouTube. It's always linked down there. Uh, so this is a letter from Paul to the Romans, and he's talking about um, living sacrifice to God, like living for God. We're going to start, we're going to read only verse 12. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. But the most important, I think, verse is verse 12, which is rejoice in our confident hope. So we have confident hope in Jesus, right? We have confident hope in God, especially what we just read, right, in First Peter. So we know that God has a future for us and has our path laid out as long as we follow him. And we need to rejoice in that confidence and that hope. Now, I love the back half of 12. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. I think we all have a little bit of a hard time with both of those things. Be patient in trouble is, is something that I think we all struggle with. I know I do, right? So, you know, anytime the the, the world is, is stacked against us and the world knocks us down on our, on our knees, uh, we've got to be patient because we've got to trust that God will bring us through those struggles. So all the struggles we're, we're dealing with right now as a society, in our lives, in our daily lives, in our culture, in our countries that we each live in, we all have some sort of struggle that we need to be patient with, all right? It's not a fun place right now. The world's beautiful. I love it. I love the people in it. But our society and our culture and our governments at times uh, bring us trouble and make things worse than they, than they should be. So we need to be patient in the troubles, whether they're the big troubles that we're talking about or whether they're the little troubles in your life. Uh, whether you're dealing with a situation at work or with your family or your health or your school, be patient. And how do you help yourself with that patience? By the second half of 12, the very end, keep on praying. Keep on praying. So what is God, what is Peter telling us that God wants us to do? Be patient, keep on praying. It can't get any simpler than that, can it? I know it's easier said than done, but I promise you, if you continue to pray, if you pray without ceasing, as the Bible says, um, your hope and your ability to have patience through the trouble will sustain you. You can't do it on your own. You can't just fight through things and wait for things to change. 
you you need to be patient as those things change, not just be frustrated uh, as you're waiting all alone. So keep praying and keep trusting God with your future because that's what He wants you to do. All right, we're going to hop to the Old Testament in a uh, in a random passage that uh, I found, uh, Lamentations. So so flip back to the Old Testament and Lamentations. Let's find it. It's right before Ezekiel, I believe. It is. Okay, cool. Uh, so Lamentations, in my Bible, it's 1052, page 1052. So somewhere kind of in the middle, if you're uh, watching this, uh, almost in the middle of your Bible. So I know that's probably not a book that you read quite often, to be honest with you. And I, I probably don't either. Um, the, the ongoing thought is that the prophet uh, Jeremiah wrote this book. In case you were wondering, maybe you didn't know that. Uh, so, limitations. We're going to go to verse uh, or chapter three. Uh, we're going to go to the kind of the end of that or the middle of chapter three, which is verse twenty-one through twenty-three. And I like the way Jeremiah, assuming that he wrote this, um, kicks off this. Right. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. Now, let's let's com- kind of break that apart part a little bit. I dare to hope when I remember this. So he's about to read something and going to give us hope. But he dares to hope, which is an interesting way to put it, isn't it? It takes courage. I'm sorry to digress on this, but it takes courage to hope sometimes, doesn't it? It takes courage and, uh, to kind of be bold in your faith and to kind of hand things over to God. We all, and especially in this world, we all want to control everything in our lives and we get frustrated and impatient when things don't go the way that we want them to go. So what Jeremiah's writing here is, dare to hope, right? So I challenge you guys today to dare to hope. Uh, you know, I dare you guys to hope and to keep that faith in God and give your problems to him. And so he can give you hope. So let's, I, I, sorry to digress there. So yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. Okay, and we're going to read through 23. The, faith, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin fresh each morning. So that would be a, a great Bible verse to read every single morning as you kind of get up and get your day going. Maybe write it on a post-it note and have it kind of hung in your bathroom or something. Dare to hope, and remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. Right? God will always continue to love you. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness, so his, he'll, his mercies for you will never go away. He has great faithfulness for you. Now, I love this part. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And that's in the New Living Translation Bible. His mercies begin afresh each morning. So every single morning, God's mercy starts all over with you. That's Lamentation. Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. What a great Bible verse. I think that... You know, some of those Old Testament uh, Bible verses, some of the, um, uh, whether it's in the prophet area or the wisdom books, uh, have so much deep, rich 
uh, knowledge in there and, and great words. And I think sometimes we overlook them. Not everybody, but I know for me, uh, you know, when I when I want to go for to some encouragement, I mean, I'll flip to the New Testament. I love Paul's writings. Uh, I love the Gospels. But sometimes we need to go back into Lamentations, into Isaiah, into Proverbs, and kind of read some of those Old Testament words to kind of give us hope. So, His mercies start anew every morning. Now, we're going to go to the very end of the Bible to finish this up. All right, so this is going to be Revelation 20, 22, which is the last book of the Bible. Uh, um, verse 12. So if you're reading along, flip to the very end of your Bible. All the way to the back. Uh, so Revelation 22. All right, so this is the very end of the Bible. Jesus is coming, right? And this is kind of, there's some, there's, John writes some legit words and quotes from Jesus in this book. He even starts in 7 and says, Lord, I am, look, I'm coming soon. Blessed are those who obey the words of prophecy written in the book. So he's talking about kind of the book of Revelation and the fact that you're blessed if you obey the words. But we're going to flip into verse 12, okay? This is a quote from Jesus himself. So John writes in Revelation 22, verse 12, Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. So if you're, if you're not familiar with the book of Revelation, what, it's not revelations, as a lot of people will say. It's revelation. And what does it mean? It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, the reveal of Jesus Christ. So the book of Revelation is all about when Jesus comes back and sets up a new earth and a new heaven, as it talks about in the book of Revelation. So he's talking about when he returns, and there's a lot to unpack. We talked about it a little bit last episode uh, of uh, when he comes back, what happens to us, what happens to the non-believers, what happens to uh, you know uh, Antichrist and the devil and so forth. Okay, so let's let's put all that in. Now we've gotten past all of those things, the entire kind of tribulation, and what Jesus talks about at the end, and he's kind of summarizing the entire book of Revelation. Uh, John is, and he talks about uh, what Jesus said. Look, I am coming soon. Bring my reward, bringing my reward to repay all people according to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Why does this bring us hope? Right? Why does that bring us hope? Because no matter what is happening in today's world, no matter what troubles will were tribulations for that matter that we're dealing with, whether the ones that are biblical in the book of Revelation, or whether the ones in our daily life, we can have hope knowing that Jesus is, what does he say? I am coming soon. And what is he going to do? Bring his reward with him to repay all the people according to their deeds. Not the works. Don't get the word deeds confused with earning your way to heaven. What he's talking about there is he's going to be talking about giving over rewards based on our deeds and based on our life. That's why it's important to live a Christian life because your your rewards are going to be based on upon that in some form or fashion. I don't know all the details. It's laid out a little bit in the Bible, but it doesn't really matter. All right. It's all going to be glorious. <laughs> and why should you listen to Jesus? Because I, he is, not me, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and last, the beginning and the end. He is the creation and the creator. 
He's been there from the beginning. He's there to the end. And in the Revelation, in the book of Revelation, it's talking about the reveal of Christ to this world. And that should bring us hope. That should bring us hope knowing that no matter what garbage is going on in our lives, no matter what garbage is going on in our world, how bad it gets, are we living in the days of Noah? Are we living in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah? Kind of on all those fronts, yes. So no matter what's going on in our world, knowing that Jesus is coming back and he boldly declares that he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, that he is everything. And when you believe that and you trust in that, it brings us hope. Uh, Not just for our daily lives, but hope for what the future holds for us, our family, our friends, our countries, our world. Because no matter what happens, Jesus will return. He will be revealed again. And when he does, all will be right. And he will reset our world and our lives to where we don't have to deal with what we're dealing with right now. So if you're in a dark place right now, I don't know whether you're just dealing with your normal life troubles. I'm struggling at work. I'm doing with this. Or you have some real dark issues going in your life. And we all deal with stuff in our life that is uh, both mildly annoying all the way to tragic. We and, and everything in between, quite frankly. So no matter where you are on that spectrum of dealing with this world and how it's getting to you, rest in the hope that one day Jesus Christ will be revealed. And keep that hope in him. And I promise you, it's all going to work out. This life will be just a blip of a memory of eternity that you will be experiencing. And that's a perspective we all need to keep. I know I get bogged down on my daily life too. I get frustrated with things. But in the grand scheme of eternity, one day I'll look back and this stuff that we're dealing with and these troubles that we're dealing with and these people that we're dealing with and this devil that's just constantly bombarding us in this world will all be a distant memory and not impactful in our eternal lives at all. So keep that hope in Jesus and keep the hope in the future, not just today, tomorrow, but like your eternal future. Keep that hope and believe in Jesus and put your faith in him today. And I promise you things are going to be okay. All right, sip of coffee and then we'll answer a couple of questions. So that was a good word today. I like to bounce around a little bit. Hopefully uh, you, uh, hopefully uh, that made an impact on you. Hopefully you can kind of dig in. If you, uh, I think I have, um, if you go to livingchristian.org, which is uh, my website, I have a whole Bible verse section there, and there is a, a whole page on uh, uh, other Bible verses that can kind of bring hope for the future, uh, not just these four. So there's, I don't know how many on there. I haven't looked at it in a while, but uh, probably, I, bet, I usually do 10 or 15 uh, different Bible verses based on the topic. So if you need more Bible verses to help you uh, have hope, uh, check it out at livingchristian.org, which is, uh, which is my website. So, all right, let's uh, answer a couple of questions, and we'll get on down for the weekend. Um, Thank you guys so much for donating the badges as well as asking questions. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Awesome. Twin one says, please pray for my nephew. He is in critical condition after a car accident. So that's not a question, but that is something we definitely need to do. And we will be praying here in just a few minutes and I'll make sure I include your nephew. I am so sorry to hear that. Um, may God be with him to heal and with your family and uh, may God's will be done. Uh, and have faith in that. 
Uh, but uh, I'm sorry to hear that, but we'll be definitely praying for your nephew to uh, recover and be okay after that car accident. I promise you, brother. All right. Um, is prophecy still happening today, and is and is it for everyone? I guess it, um, it depends on what you mean by that, right? I guess what you're probably implying is, do I feel that people, we have prophets on this earth, uh, kind of prophesying about what's going to happen in the future? Um, not necessarily. I mean, if you read the, all the, the books of the prophets in the Old Testament, a lot of what the, he, they're prophesying is what's going to happen in the future and Jesus coming back, quite frankly. You know, there's a lot of that stuff, less of today's prophecies, right? There are some stuff that you can certainly read in there and go, okay, I can see that those things are still happening in today's world. But a lot of it kind of points to Jesus, uh, kind of coming the first time, coming the Messiah coming the first time. Not all of it, but a lot of it. So do I feel that we still have prophets walking this earth now that can kind of prophesize towards the future? I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't really think about that too much. Um, when I want to, when I kind of am wondering what's happening in this world or what's going to happen in this world, I can just open up the Bible. I don't need to have some uh, you know, person on TV or the internet kind of tell me that Jesus is going to come back. I know Jesus is going to come back. I can read in the book of Revelation that he's going to come back, what's going to happen, and how that's going to occur, quite frankly. Uh, so I don't necessarily need to, uh, you know, watch some random uh, YouTube video or so forth. So I don't know, to be honest. That's, that's, that's my answer. I don't think so. Uh, you don't hear about that too much. A lot of it's uh, kind of crackpot stuff where people are uh, trying to get your money. Uh, but uh, quite frankly, uh, if I want to read uh, about prophecy, I'll, I'll open the, the Old Testament, quite frankly. All right. All right. Let's uh, scroll through here. And I've got you got a lot of them on here. That's great. Great questions, guys. Um, what will the eternal kingdom be like? Um, that's a great question. Now, there's a couple of different uh, not conflicting um, thoughts, but there's a couple of thoughts on this. There's a lot of descriptive nature about what heaven's going to be like, to be honest with you. It's not sitting on clouds and playing the harp and all that stuff. It does talk about that God has a, a place for us, has a, our mansion, and it has a, a seat at the table and, and things like that. That they, you know, That's going to be a nice picture of what heaven is like. In my mind, uh, when you pass, um, what my experience is with loved ones is you are joined with your loved ones in heaven, which is a glorious thing. We don't have to deal with sin anymore. We don't have to deal with a lot of pain. And you go to this heaven place. Now, there's a second kind of train of thought is, and it talks about it in Revelation, is the fact that after all that stuff happens, after the tribulation, after the great tribulation, God sets up a new heaven and a new earth, which is an interesting concept as well. So what happens you know, when we die? Do we go to heaven? Do we stay in heaven? Do we come back to the new earth? Uh, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is that we won't have to deal with this world, with the devil, with sin anymore, with troubles, with pain. Uh, that's the most important thing. The rest of it are just kind of details that are entirely not up to me, but up to God, if that makes sense. Uh, that is, uh, that's my answer to that. So I don't really worry about it. I, I think everything's going to be great. <laughs> that's what the eternal kingdom is going to look like. You're joined with God. Uh, you're not separated from God anymore, which we are now because of the fall, Adam and Eve and so forth. We are separated from God and we're here on earth and he's in heaven. And we have this separation that we're not able to be with him on a daily basis. We can pray and we can have a relationship with him, but he's not next to me 
he's the Holy Spirit is in me, right? But there is still this kind of different way that uh, we have attachments to God and to Jesus. And uh, once you're in heaven, that separation is gone, and you're even closer uh, than you are now. You won't have to guess, and you won't have to pray, so to speak, of trying to get close to God. You can just talk to him, uh, which is fantastic. Okay, uh, one more question, and then we'll uh, get out of here. How often are the lives? Monday through Friday, or Monday and Friday at 8 a.m. Uh, and uh, Central Time. So, um, all right, so here's one I, I've... I've uh, talked about it a little bit. As believers, when we die, do we immediately go to heaven, or are we sleeping in our graves until he comes back to raise us to join him in the air, the last Friday's podcast? All right, Cam, I will, ref- I will talk about that. Uh, I don't have a 100% um, clear answer, but I know what I think based on what I've read in the Bible and how it works, okay? So sometimes there's some confusion, especially when we're talking about kind of that verse I was in 1 Thessalonians we were reading on Friday, about how when Jesus was in the air, right? And this is kind of the rapture talk, uh, and it talks about the fact that the dead will rise first out of their graves, and then we will join them in the air. Uh, is that the rapture, or is that when Jesus comes back? Um, that's, that's the, the discussion, right? Once again, the only thing that matters on that is whether we live through the tribulation or whether we're, you know, saved from dealing with the, uh, troubles of that seven year period. But that's not the question. The question is what happens when we die? Um, in my humble opinion, I think we join God immediately. Uh, two points on that is, especially if you're talking about what Jesus said to the thief on the cross, Right. He had two thieves on the cross on either side of him, and and one of them proclaimed and accepted that Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was God. And Jesus turned to him, I'm paraphrasing, and turned to him and said, have faith, you'll be joining me in paradise. It's going to be okay. In essence, Jesus turned to him and said, hey, don't worry about what's happening right now, because in a few minutes, you're going to be with me in paradise, right? So that seems to imply that the immediacy there is when you die, you go to heaven. I've also been with loved ones that have been passing away, and they're reaching out and grasping. <clears throat> and the belief there is they're, they're seeing their loved ones in heaven, so they're reaching out and, and reaching out to heaven, uh, reaching out uh, to their eternal life. So there's a lot for me that I, makes me believe that you are immediately uh, going to heaven. Now, going back to the, the passage we read Friday— I think you can't take the word grave literally, because what grave means is uh, there's a lot of descriptive nature in the Bible talking about us sleeping, right? right? Don't get confused between sleeping, our bodies sleeping, or our, and versus our spirit being alive, right? So once we're born again, we are born of Christ, and our bodies may die, but our spirit is gone. So I don't believe in terms of the grave, meaning that our our loved ones that have died and are just sitting there in the grave, and their spirits haven't ascended to heaven. I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I think their bodies do, and their spirit is in heaven. Now, when we come back, when Jesus establishes a new heaven and a new earth, we will have new glorified bodies. So those bodies are going to be, so to speak, uh, anew. So uh, that's. I think it has to do with a little bit more of them sleeping and not being part of this earth. But when they come back and we ascend into into the the, the clouds, so to speak, uh, with Jesus, is those people who have died before will have new earthly bodies. If that makes sense.
that makes sense. That's probably what the reference is, but don't get too hung up on that. Uh, the, the, the reality of it is uh, when we pass away, uh, I am very, very confident that we, our spirit immediately goes to heaven and we are joined with the Father again, as we should be. So that's what I mean by that. Okay, uh, so let's have a quick prayer. Uh, we're going to pray for your nephew as well with the car wreck and the car accident, and uh, we'll get about our weekend, okay? Sip of coffee, and then we'll pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us hope today. Sometimes this world just beat us down. We deal with life problems and uh, things that impact us, and the devil is working hard uh, to try to pull us away from you. And sometimes, Lord, it's hard to kind of keep hope and keep... Um, you know, keep a bright viewpoint of the future. And we're so thankful that you provided these Bible verses for us today so we can read them and uh, have hope for the future because we know that you have a bright future planned for us. We know that you have a place for us with you in eternity, and we're so thankful for that. Please be with everybody watching or listening to this video and uh, podcast. We, uh, I love them so much, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of them that joined me a couple of times a week. So please be with them, protect them, and provide them with the hope that they need to get through their day and their week. We want to say a special prayer for the nephew of one of our followers here that asked for a prayer. He was um, in a terrible car accident is in critical condition, Lord, and you know who he is. I don't have his name, but you know who I'm talking about. We're pleading with you. We're asking for you your protection over him, Comfort the family, provide healing, be with the doctors, and help him pull through this terrible car accident, Lord. We're thankful for your mercy, and we're thankful for your grace in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a, uh, have a great weekend. Uh, keep reading your Bible. Keep hope for the future. Things are going to be okay, I promise you. Uh, things are going to get much, much better soon. So until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys. See you all next time.